Welcome to the Gateworld podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 131 of the Gateworld podcast. I'm Darren. I'm David. I'm Diana. And today, this is a show where three nerds talk about ah, a little Stargate, a little something of this, a little something of that. Uh, how are you guys doing? What's going on? Doing great. A little something something is always a good thing to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It's going to be one of those shows, is it? It okay. is. It is going to be one of those shows, absolutely. All right. Well, it's been a while since we were here. It has been, and but Stargate is never far from our thoughts. Well, we and have the rewatch. Don't forget the rewatch. This and the rewatch, true. yeah, we want to talk about that for sure. Um, that's what I've been been largely busy with on Gateworld is doing some rewatch updates, as well as some other things that that we can talk a little bit about. People haven't seen yet, so you may be wondering. I've been wondering why we've gone so long without a podcast, and. For me, it's been busyness, and also there's not a whole lot out there to talk about uh, in terms of Stargate. Um, for the future of the podcast, I think the idea is maybe to do make it a little less Stargate focused. Obviously, we're still we're still Gate World, but uh, we have other interests while Stargate mm-hmm. is on hiatus. Uh, and you know, I'm also headed into, or I'm I'm now it's it's February when we're recording this. I'm well into my third. And knock on wood, final year in uh, PhD studies, and I'm finishing my thesis up in in 2012. So now for the podcast, what that means is we need somebody to step in and you know uh, pinch hit, uh, take up the bat and swing for the fences. And do you have anybody in mind? Uh, you know, I um I've always had someone in mind, and uh, that someone is currently uh, with us right now. So, there she is. She's right there. There There she is. Over there, there, that red-headed thing. Um. (laughs) Darren, I will babysit your baby and be (laughs) ready to hand hand it back to you when you are ready to bring it back. I've been through a thesis. I know what it's like, and I wish you so much luck. It's an extraordinary process, and you will survive. Just keep telling yourself that. Thank you. Keep telling me that. Yeah. Don't think of it, please, as, as babysitting. Uh, Diana and David are going to be taking over the podcast, uh, moving forward, and you know, t- you know, take ownership. This is this is yours now. Yeah. So this is something that um, I'm looking forward to. I'm not looking forward to you leaving, but I'm looking forward to the show um, broadening a little uh, and uh, having her perspective, which I, I think is a very valuable one, not just because uh, uh, she's. Uh, She's got a Hollywood background, but also from a female perspective, I think um, I think is a an advantage. You know, politically we're almost night and day, not a hundred percent, but in some <laughs> ways more than others. Which so, makes it good too. I think I think all of that can will contribute to a more interesting, um, a more interesting program, especially this year. So yeah, and hopefully something that uh, we can get on the site more than once every three months or so. Absolutely. Oh yeah, Absolutely. I, I don't think that's going to be a problem. No. So but I Diana, think it's also fun, you know, I was I was going to say that you really it, you can do 6 degrees of Stargate because the the cast, a lot of the cast that were either guest appearances, reoccurring and even regulars have gone on to other series and other projects that we'll definitely be able to talk about uh in the months to come, so that'll be a lot of fun. Mhm. 
Yeah. And Diana, we've had you on the show off and on for a couple of years now, it seems like. No, I know. And, Actually, uh, it's yeah. It's, I mean, it's always so much fun to talk with you, and this is what I'm, I'm sort of going to miss out on is the chance to talk with you guys because it's so much fun to sit and do this uh, about this stuff. And instead I will recede into the background for a little while and uh, become a listener, at least while I finish the thesis and uh, get my family moved back to the U.S. And then maybe you guys can have me on as the occasional, the occasional guest voice. I don't voice. see why not. There you go. There you go. No pressure there. You know, of course, the irony is that all we're going to be doing is recording conversations we have every week anyway. <laughs> right. You guys do this all the time anyway, which is just hilarious and, and sort of why we, we stopped and said, you know what? We haven't been doing the podcast. It, we should just record these and make this the podcast. Well, there you go. I mean, there's there so much going on in the media right now that is so interesting to talk about. And really, you can make connections to Stargate with some of the other stuff that's going on because Stargate informed a lot of the shows that are on right now and the movies and the books so not hard to do mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think we'll be able yeah to speaking of which mm-hmm. we were just before we started recording we were talking about movies that we'd seen lately and I saw an older movie last night on television Alien vs. Predator oh, oh my gosh I saw that <laughs> once and that reminded me up and down of Stargate. You know, let's assemble our team and top secret and all the sort of alien tie-in to, to ancient Egyptian. And, and in this case, it was, I think it was some South American Teotihuacan mm-hmm. culture. Well, no, mm-hmm. I didn't know about that, that they tied it into another culture. Okay. Well, I think yeah. there are aliens and predators fighting on top of a ziggurat or something, if I recall correctly. I mean, yeah, there's a, there's a big visual effect at the end of, uh, or towards the end, where there's they do the backstory of mm-hmm. of uh, the predators basically created the the serpent race from aliens uh, oh. as their prey, and there's a shot of the the predator ships landing on top of the the sort of pyramid like ziggurats as landing platforms. So wait a minute, does Nick come out with a crystal skull and the giant <laughs> aliens to stop no. them? <laughs> but you know what they do? They, they have a scene in Teotihuacan at the beginning, and then what they do is they actually use the line, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Oh, my God, mm-hmm. you're kidding. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they absolutely did that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. There's a bit of a team-up at the end. In my mm-hmm. opinion, Diana, not worth not worth your time. You know, go no. see Prometheus later this year. Oh. But hey. <laughs> I was on TV. But yeah, Prometheus, I'm looking forward to. Yes, Very but they so. pushed it. You know, originally it was going to be like in April that it came out. Mm-hmm. And um, now they've pushed it to, is it June? Uh, it's summer, definitely yeah. summer. Well, I can see why they're doing that because if it's a, a summer blockbuster you know, more people will go. They'll go more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah, April's kind of a money. April's kind of a weird window for a movie like that. I would, I would think that that would indicate less confidence from the studio, right? Or maybe more time for visual effects. Who knows? But I mean, that's definitely one that I'm eager to see. It's not so much an alien prequel as it is just set in that universe, and they're telling a, a, right. a, a tale about the space jockey. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting, but well, um, yeah, it's Ridley Scott card. You don't need to say anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> I saw Chronicle yesterday, and I highly recommend anyone who is interested in telekinesis and things like that. Mm. X Men, kind of, with a little bit of urban Lord of the Flies mixed in, to check that out because that was very, very well done. 
I'm going to have yeah. to see that, definitely. I don't think we're ever going to leave the house again to watch a movie now that we have a new giant. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to. You no. Know, you really don't. No, we have an HD, LED, 3D, 55-inch TV. Jeepers. Stereo oh, speakers. And, I mean, we watched you know a movie last night. and I mean, even it's just incredible. I mean, today for the heck of it, we just laid around and watched Speed. Talk about a throwback, <laughs> you know? And even that looked amazing. So I've never seen fun. it. You've never wow. seen Speed? Never seen Speed. Huh. Speed's a good movie, actually. It was definitely a startup for uh, both him and Sandra Bullock. That definitely kicked off their... Sandra Bullock's in it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. She's wonderful in it, in fact. Uh, very young Sandra Bullock. I mean, I think it came out in, uh, like, 19... 19- 92 mm-hmm. like it's older yeah it's older and Dennis Hopper is the bad guy and it's a little over the top I mean you can see the real difference in 1990s style villains versus modern day villains you know a modern day mm-hmm. villain doesn't chortle and go ha 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 I'm gonna be bad because I wanna be bad you know yeah mm-hmm. uh, it's uh there's definitely that difference but it's still I mean my gosh it's you know it's speed you should watch it it's fun it's definitely a fun okay. movie right. Diana what have you been working on what are what are the exciting oh, projects that you can share with us that we can be hearing about more in the coming uh, weeks well the drift is done finally and uh, that will you know that will be going through the editor and then MGM and that's where we hold our breath and wait and uh, my hope is that it'll be out sometime this summer especially now that they're doing ebooks with Fandemonium. That means things can get released a lot faster. So awesome. I'm excited about that. And summer would be a great time to read about the frozen, the land of the frozen south. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, so there's that. And then um, I uh, have created and then went on to co-develop with a group of my most phenomenal writing students a uh, science fiction time travel web series called Epilogue. And mm. we, did, we did all the scripts last semester. We just went finished rewrites now. Um, and it's in pre-production. And we start shooting in a couple of weeks. And we've received funding from the university. Uh, the students did some fundraisers. So there's some decent money behind this. And there's an amazing cast behind it. And some terrific directors and the production designer is great, and the prop guys are just crazy. They're like modern-day MacGyvers, and uh, everybody, the cam, the, the cinematographer is amazing. His crew is fantastic. It's going to be, I'm excited. It's a six-parter, and it's a little nuts. So, um, epilogtheseries.com, it's all going to come out at once. It's not your normal web series experience. It's going to take advantage of multimedia. All these web series are coming out. You can watch them on YouTube. It doesn't matter. They're not taking advantage of the technology. We're right. going to take advantage of the technology. And there's some Stargate Easter eggs that will be in there, thanks to David Reed. And that's all I'm going to say on that matter. <laughs> Just keep your eyes peeled, and you'll understand what I'm saying. Nice. Very good. That's an I exciting project. Mm. I'm hoping to go out there and see some of it get filmed. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens. So we're actually hoping to use them as an extra. I got to take a look at the premise and, you know, some of the sides, and 
uh, it's um, it's ambitious for a, for a Midwest university, I think. And I've seen yeah. some of the stuff that they've pumped out before, and I am really looking forward to it. So as cool. the series develops and um, more information becomes available about it online, I think we'll share that in the podcasts to try and get the podcast audience to at least have a look at this thing. It's going to be free, right, Diana? Oh, yes. No, absolutely it's free. I mean, but when did you know me not to do something ambitious? Well, there, there you go. <laughs> Jump in with both feet and both hands. So. That's right. Yes, I'm hoping to be able to share more soon. And we'll have a trailer out probably uh, mid to end of March that folks can see. What have you been up to? It's been so long since we've talked. <laughs> I'm still working at eBay. I, uh, in December, uh, my metrics had me as number two out of 500 customer uh, solutions agents Woo-hoo. in the entire Chandler there Center. You so Phenomenal. you would expect nothing less. Yeah, exactly. I was I was very happy with that. So that's not an easy thing to pull off. Um, so hopefully, you know, that'll that'll be grounds for some some very nice uh, resume kudos that I yes. can put in there. Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm looking to move to a new department at some point here. Start moving up a little. Okay. And there's there's plenty of room for advancement. My supervisor just discovered my audio video editing talents, and is putting them to work for a presentation that's going to be used in front of 50 top level managers at eBay. So that's going to be played on Valentine's Day, and I'm hoping to get uh, into that room to uh, watch it get played. My name is on the end of it in the credits. Yes. And yeah, we'll see what happens. So this may be this may be a big step. Maybe may lead to nothing. But you know what? At least I got to uh, to go in there and and spend half a day video editing, and that was fun. So. Cool. Well, it's amazing, yes. David. You've only been there a few months, you know, and you're already just like like a rocket shooting off. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Stick your head out there and do a bunch of stuff and see what what clicks. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And Darren, yeah. I think you have some news to share. I have all sorts of news, man. It's been a long time. Um, I was just going to say that that uh, you know, sort of sticking your neck out there and trying a bunch of things and seeing what sticks to the wall sounds like my process of applying for jobs, which I'm doing right now. In addition to finishing my thesis, I'm, I've put out tons and tons of job applications, and you just do all this work and you write these essays and you get you know letters of recommendation from you know, people who are tops in the field and then send it out there just like a butterfly to just get smushed against some car windshield. <laughs> yeah. It's just like nothing ever comes of it. Uh, so I've had one interview so far. Uh, uh, For a job that you would take up this summer, I'm guessing? Um, it's uh, schools that are interviewing uh, faculty positions for next fall. They look this early, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's about a year process, typically. It is, yeah. It's. I've been on several search committees. It's very complicated. Yeah, but it's it a, seems to be, at this point, uh, at least in my field, typically about two years, give or take, uh, after you finish uh, your studies, uh, before you get gainfully employed. So the expectation is that we'll, we'll uh, you know, move back to where our family is at and uh, get some part-time work and just keep applying for everything that comes up. Hmm. Well, best wishes on that one. Thanks. Uh, and the the big news, I guess, that you may be alluding to is that will mm-hmm. be my wife and I and our two lovely children, and then by that time, our third child, who will be an itty bitty baby. You're raising a little army. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Fielding a basketball team or something. 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. It's perfect. The international. Do the Scots know how to play basketball? Nah, no, I don't see much basketball happening around here. Wow. <laughs> there you go. So that gives you something to do. Very cool. A lot of soccer fields, I bet. And David, how goes your new vehicle? My new vehicle is not going anywhere. <laughs> so I um, I recently obtained my motorcycle license. I took a I took a weekend course about uh, a seventeen eighteen hour class and uh, uh, learned how to ride and uh, went and went wow. and got my motorcycle license the next day. My uh, friend Tammy Tammy's husband you know Tammy who, who is occasionally a guest star on our show. Um, her husband gave me his 1981 Yamaha uh, 400 Special wow. with with only 10,000 miles on it, so it's practically new. The problem wow. is it's been sitting in a garage for five years without being ridden, and so it's been hopping from shop to shop to shop. And I've now been waiting for nearly four weeks to get this thing fixed. Yeah, so before yeah. I forget how to ride, I'm hoping to uh, start riding to work and saving about two hundred dollars a month on gas. So. Very cool. That's, that's my nice. plan. Yeah. So I I loved I love writing. I I did not expect that. Mm. I how much I enjoy it. So. So does everybody else need to get off the road? <laughs> no, you better look out, man. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do it safely. When I was in high school, my brother decided he was going to be on a motorcycle kick, and he got a bike and rode it for about a week or two, and then he had his first spill, mm. and it terrified him. He never got back on the bike. Yeah. Wow. I believe it. I believe it. No, I went and I went and got the training for it. So, the, granted, I have not spilled yet, and I really wish that there was some way that I could spill in in class. But you, mm-hmm. can, I mean, they're not going to risk damaging the bike. So, at some point, that experience I know is maybe ahead of me, where I will just have to let the bike go, you know. And I mean, while it while while riding it, you know, to to avoid plowing into someone. But I'm going to be pretty dang safe. I've talked with with riders who have been riding uh, since the 60s and 70s and have never had an accident so, mm-hmm. so. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun yeah. oh yeah yep. come so, out to Scotland and practice you know what What a lot of people will do is they'll come out here for a couple of weeks and just ride their bike on the, on the loop on the tour around Scotland and really? just, just stay in B&B's and do like two weeks riding all around wow you know, it's funny you say that because there was a couple on my uh, expedition ship last year to Antarctica that were taking BMW motorcycles all over the world. Now, obviously, they didn't take the motorcycle to Antarctica. They kept it in uh, Ushuaia, Argentina, while they took the the, uh, the boat trip down to Antarctica. But um, they were going all over the world. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that in Antarctica. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not. That gonna, might be hilarious, but it's oh, not going to happen. They won't let you know. They won't even let dogs in Antarctica anymore. The last dog uh, was removed from there, I think, in the late fifties. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So no, they're really trying to protect that continent from anything that could affect it. It's a very fragile continent for one mm. that's got so much snow. Believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I'd go back there tomorrow. <laughs> this has been a boring winter. Really? Oh, yeah. I want lots of snow. So what's been going on with the website, Darren? Oh, do we still have a website going on? I think so. We do. Still There's my homepage. 
gate something or other. All right. Hey, <laughs> no. hey. I Believe use that website all the time. Believe it or not, as little uh, sort of podcasting as we've been doing, and as much as there's not as much news on the homepage as, as there usually is, I'm actually really busy on GateWorld stuff as well. I've not sort of dropped all this by the wayside. The first thing that we should talk about is the Stargate rewatch, which is still going strong. I think we're coming up on the, the halfway point pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, we, are, we basically have a, a community of Stargate fans from all over the world who are watching the entire series of Stargate, all the, all the episodes and all the movies. The entire franchise. The entire franchise um, in about 17 months. So one month per season. And in February, we're on SG-1 Season 7. So uh, we're doing stuff like... Uh, at the beginning of the month, we'll have people, you know, nominate your favorite episodes and your favorite character moments and your, you know, coolest technology and best cool villain and all these categories. Um, that stuff actually keeps me pretty busy throughout the month, um, getting that together, posting the, the ballots and then posting the results at the end of the month and then kicking off the next month's rewatch, the start of the next month. Uh, do you have a system that organizes all those metrics or do you have to count it? No, we have a system that, that counts all the ballots. Okay. And gives me nice little pie charts. So okay, good. it's actually pretty. <laughs> I I watch the the results as they start to come in, and usually, you know, I mean, people complain about Nielsen, for example, all the time. But you know, in terms of actually measuring the audience, uh, a statistical sample is is actually pretty good. You know, if if you have a a sample rate of five thousand or ten thousand, uh, you know, once you get much past the statistical sample rate the percentages don't change all that much. So I noticed the same in, in the polling that we do for, for uh, the, the rewatch votes. Um, once we get, you know, 100 maybe or 200 votes, um, I can predict the winners a couple of weeks ahead of time, actually. Uh, it doesn't they, change. They don't change. Now, the big exception was crazy, crazy. In January, we had the tightest race that we've ever had uh, on Gateworld, which is for the best episode of SG-1 Season 6. It was Full Circle versus Abyss, down to the wire. And these two were so close, I tell you, if I would have waited an hour and refreshed my browser, the other one would have won. Uh, really? They When I when I started creating the, the results news story, um, Abyss was ahead by four votes, I think, out of about a 1,000. And when I finished, it was ahead by... I think one vote. Wow. wow. One vote separated the, the top episode out of a thousand. I'm not, you know, I'm not surprised. I, I personally, I think story-wise, some of the best episodes were in that season. And I, The Abyss was just when I started to talk to other fans about the series, because I watched it all on DVD. So mm -hmm. I got very built up when I watched it. And I was a little let down. I mean, there's some amazing moments in there, unequivocally. But... You know, I went afterwards and found out how it, you never really had uh, the actor playing ball and Richard Dean Anderson in the same room, and you yeah. can, and you can tell that they didn't have each other to feed off of. Mm. You you can tell that there wasn't that give and take that really helps an actor's performance. So, you know, the abyss is this is definitely one of those top fivers. There's no question, but there's a lot of really good episodes in that season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm curious about season seven. I mean, I have my personal favorite, but I'm very curious to see 
what the vote ends up Season being. Season seven's going to be interesting because there are three, well, I guess if you count Fallen and Homecoming. They're all two-parters. At the beginning, there are four two-parters in that season. So um, we're, we're sort of, you know, dividing them up. So, so are you grouping the, the, the two-parters? Oh, so you are dividing them up. No, so that's what Heroes I mean. Heroes 1 and Heroes 2, huh? Yeah, we're dividing them up because, uh, I mean, otherwise I think it's sort of an unfair advantage to have a, a hour and 28-minute episode up against a 44-minute oh. episode. So um, people are going to be voting for Lost City Part 2 and Heroes Part 2. Oh. Um, which, you mm. know, it's, if anything, Season 7 demonstrates that once we're done with the rewatch, we can do all sorts of fun polls like best two-parter ever. Well, I mean, here's a crazy question. Could you have two polls, one for two-parters and one for single episodes? You mean do like a best two-parter just for season seven? Oh, my God, there's four two-parters. That's what he was saying. (laughs) That's more than a third of the season. Yeah, so I think have a separate vote for that and then a separate vote for the standalones. You know? I guess we could we could do that just sort of best two parter of season seven, just uh, mm. because we wouldn't have to have them nominated at all. We just listen mm-hmm. more and have people vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, it would. I, I mean, I would be surprised if the vote was anything other than Lost City, but it would be very interesting to know the statistics. Afterwards. Yeah, I mean, and it would be interesting if it went sort of like, you know, favorite two parter was Lost City and favorite single episode was Heroes Part Two or something like that. If it split mm-hmm. like that based on the two-part grouping, that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what else going is on, going on on GateWorld? There's uh, some occasional news going on. Um, I don't know if you guys want to talk about the the news from out of MGM last week, which is their their five hundred million dollar refinancing deal. Basically, they've you know dotted all their T's and crossed all their I's with the bank, so they have money to spend on new productions now. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Bond. They've got Bond and Hobbit. Those are huge. Those are pretty big, but no sign of Stargate yet. No, no sign of Stargate yet. Hopefully, there are backroom conversations going on that we don't know about yet. Yeah, I we'll see. It'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting. Um, there's still so much they could do at this point, really. Mm-hmm. There really you is. Know, I'm thinking more and more that it's going to take something like Dean Devlin and Roland Emmerich going to them and saying, hey, now that that TV thing is done, and if they did, did like a $200 million summer blockbuster reinventing Stargate, it seems like the new chiefs at MGM would bite that. I will continue to to beat the drum. Any Stargate is good Stargate, in my opinion. Aside from Infinity, of course, but other than that. (laughs) um, Live-action Stargate. Any live-action Stargate would be good for the franchise, in my opinion. Hey, I watched it. I'm sorry. It wasn't any good. Uh, You've watched more more of it than I have, I think. I can tell you, though, James Spader will not come back for another Stargate movie. No, I don't think that's going to happen. And I don't think I would want him to at this point. No, and it would be very interesting, though, if they brought, if they w- had the character Daniel Jackson in there, and if they brought Michael Shanks over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Question is, is he enough star power? Um, no, he's no, not to not to headline um, a feature film, but I mean, if you did like Kurt Russell as like a, you know, grisly older version of Jack O'Neill, of his mm-hmm. Jack O'Neill, and then sort of you know introduced, you know, he's like leading the the young new team. And introduce new characters. 
personally, I think at this point they need to do something new without uh, Jack O'Neill and Daniel Jackson. I think they are too embedded in our brains as these actors. It's too soon. Mm-hmm. And um, just knowing like what they did with the Star Trek franchise, and I, I'm sorry, I did not like the new Star Trek movie, but I am, <laughs> I am the minority because it did so well at the box office. So clearly the thing to do would be to go back, revisit the original premise, which is from 1990, help me out, guys. Four. Four. Three, four, Okay, yeah. so visit that, redo it with a whole new slew of actors that are younger, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I don't want to reboot. Um, I don't want to reboot. in that way. No, that's why I'm saying new characters. I would that, love a show that is set... A Stargate series that is set circa 2030 or 2025, where it's um, where we've gotten past the growing the the growing pains of the uh, of the of the command. The Stargate is public, and there is already a a a governing body for the program that has worked all of its kink, most of its kinks out. So it's not international oversight advisory. I'm kind of done with the okay, IOA, so frankly. Done with the yeah. IOA too, but. If all the kinks are worked out, where's the conflict coming from? Externally. From a threat out there. Aliens. Oh, you know, my feeling is about that is bring the Ashen back. I, I mean... Uh, they're, you they're, know, I would love to see them again. Yeah. They are the best alien, the most insidious, most 21st century modern villain. Because they're so understated. It, they were just, as you said it, they were insidious and, mm-hmm. and deliciously so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, uh, you know, there's, I mean, what happened to um, the senator? Was it a senator? No, the, uh, the diplomat that sent yeah, the ambassador. The ambassador. And, you know, paid. He's on Home Depot. <laughs> uh, there you go. I mean, there, there's been a, a very good book done, one of the Fandemonium books done, that covers some of this. But there's so much more fodder that you could get into with the series, uh, with, with the uh, those characters. They're great villains. I mean, the Gould would the Gould hold up today? I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I still love them. I mean, I'm loving this rewatch because it get you know it encourages me to watch. Oh, uh, they have some a lot of good watching in there. Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah. And it's like, oh God, I want to stop what I'm doing and watch this for a while. Mm-hmm. I forgot how fun this is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're getting now to some of those seasons where I. I didn't, I didn't watch the episodes quite as many times. <clears throat> you know, when, when I first got my season one DVDs, I watched those episodes 50 times. Uh, but now in season seven, I'm looking at episodes like Chimera, you know, where where yeah. it's got that awesome tease where Osiris is using the Tok'ra memory recall mm-hmm. implant to go inside Daniel's dreams. And it goes downhill from there. Uh, it it maybe it goes downhill from there, but that's such a cool idea and such a cool tease. And some of these episodes like this, I've probably only seen mm-hmm. you know, a, a handful of times. I mean, I have to. I, there is some of the best episodes of the series in this season, and some of the worst in this season. Same for mm-hmm. season eight for me. Um, I feel like the end of season six was it. You know, mm-hmm. as far as consistent, it's got a very like, different feel. Yeah. It's a different kind of show in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Richard Dean Anderson had backed way off by this point. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that had something to do with it. 
uh, as one of the executive producers, he also backed way off. They were doing less ad-libbing at this point, because we know, everybody knows this, the legends of the kind of ad-libbing that would go on, that can bring out an, a, a very interesting acting performance, you know, when you allow your actor that freedom to be a parent to the character. The writer is a parent to the character, but the actor is a parent to the character, too. And the best way they're going to step up to that role is if you let them be a little loose with the dialogue. I get why Aaron Sorkin doesn't let anybody, but, you know, God love sure. Brad Light, but he's not Aaron Sorkin. Um, sure. So, I mean, I think that less ad-libbing happened once RDA had pulled back a lot. So mm. I think that affected the energy of the show too, and it got it just felt it started to feel a little more stagey. It didn't have as organic a give and take going on in those later years for me. Well, let me tell you uh, something else, Gateworldy, that I'm doing, which is incredibly fun and exciting for me. Uh, it doesn't necessarily result in new content for people to look at all that much, but uh, I've been involved for the last couple of years with a little sort of side project which has come to be known around the office as GateWorld 2.5. Uh, this is not, not GateWorld 3.0. It's not a full relaunch of the website. Um, it's going to look the same. It's going to use the same general color scheme, um, but, but it's, a, it's a relaunch of the site uh, with... Uh, basically, I'm taking everything uh, that, that you see on the site now and putting it all into one system which is it's going to be WordPress powered um, but uh, it's going to freshen it up a bit it's going to go wider uh, if, if the sort of skinny 800 pixel site annoys you we're going to, we're going to go out to 1000 pixels Yay. Uh, if, the, if the small text on the blue background bothers you we're going to go larger text on a white background those sorts of little things to freshen it up um, basically what this does I think GetRoll 2.5 is going to sort of future proof the site it's going to sort of <laughs> get us ready to do new things in the future uh, when Stargate comes back around especially um, so I've, I've been spending uh, the last few months actually porting content from the episode guide over into the new, the new system well and, um, WordPress is kind of the gold standard now it's becoming that so that's, that's really good yeah, and well, it's, a, it's and... a publishing platform that has finally matured to the point where it doesn't do just, just blogs and sites mm -hmm. that look like blogs uh, <laughs> So, I mean, all those things that have just been bugging me about the site, like uh, the, the older episode guides have links that don't go to the wiki. Most of them are actually dead yes, links, yes. the old character guide. So yes. I'm, I am correcting and freshening all of that. Well, that's great. Um, so the site will actually be up to date and, like, work completely. That's great uh, news. When it's all done, yeah. That is great news. And, yes, it'll good? be nice to see the wider a wider uh, content area, you know, because everybody has wider screens now, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a ways down the road. You know, the, the sort of thing that, that kicked me into gear to doing it was, was we had sort of a server crisis a year, year and a half ago, where Greg, who runs our, our, our server in the back end of everything, basically said, okay, look, Darren, you've sort of cobbled this site together over a decade using all these different little pieces of technology. So, you know, six months would go by and we'd say, hey, wouldn't it be fun if we did episode polls? Here's a script that will do that, and let's staple it on. 
And then a year would go by and we'd say, hey, wouldn't it be cool if we had our own screen capture gallery? Here's a piece of software that does that. Let's slot it in here. Uh, and, and so the site, because it uses different kinds of technology all cobbled together over the course of 12 years... The RPMs of the engine are running much yeah, higher than they should. And they're really taxing on our server. So having it all run out of one system uh, will be nice. Mm-hmm. And actually, the, the, the image gallery will, will be the same. It'll stay in Coppermine. And mm-hmm. uh, the Omnipedia will stay, stay wiki-driven as it is now. Mm-hmm. How about the, uh, the uh, forums? How will it affect the forums? Forums will stay the same. It'll probably get a little bit of a facelift to make it match the, the homepage better. Um, but yeah. it'll stay vBulletin driven. Yeah, we're staying vBulletin. That that is that is a software that has proven itself. Yeah, cool. But I'm this, sure. yeah, the old the old content manager system that that originally drove GateWorld 2.0. Man, there were so many things about it that I could not stand. Like once you created a page, it created it forever. You couldn't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, you know, little things like that. And you know, I can't I can't re- remember how many individual pages I created. For, for photos and everything else that are now, you know, with Coppermine, we got to move a lot of that stuff over. But, man, I remember one summer I just did comic books. Yeah, you know? think about the, <laughs> the fact that GateWorld, I mean, GateWorld started in 1999. The, the technology has improved so drastically where we can throw up Coppermine now and all you have to do is upload a thousand screen captures into a folder. And, and push a button and they all know, go. Click a button and now that gallery's online. Yeah, terrific. Yeah. And with That's Stargate cool. Universe, I mean those last those those last two seasons, man, those things look <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah, but David just about murdered me when we launched Gate World 2.0 and had to <sighs> he had to help me move all the content over into the content management system. It, it took months. Uh, it's just insane. So it was I'm, a lot of hard work. Had yeah. I not worked at the radio station, then I don't know where I would have found the time. Yeah. I could go into work, put on a CD, and start and start pushing stuff around. So I'm kind of dinking so. on that right now. Um, most of the development work is done, which has been the heavy lifting, and now I'm just sort of, when I'm watching TV in the evenings, I'll just sort of copy and paste and edit a bunch of stuff, moving it into the new system. So hopefully that'll be something to look forward to. I don't know when it's going to be done. I don't know if it's going to be 2012 or, or 13 or when, but it's coming. That's great. That's absolutely great. So, um, And I'm hopeful that the cast and crew of the franchise is going to do more and more that so you can ex- keep expanding gate world's news and you know where things are going because it's fun coming back to the site every few days and seeing a new story seeing where everybody is so now moving forward where do we go from here where do we go from here well, we have a well, long list Darren, if you'll pass uh, Diana a cup, have her drink from it, put your hand on her, and say, "Now you're like me." Um, <laughs> yes, please. Now Jacob. you're like me. That was that was so sort of anticlimactic for me. Yes, and I don't really? feel different. Yeah, I don't. But I, this was meant to be. I can't. Okay, you wet blankets. Stop it. Just stop it. Jesus. And everybody's listening, going, "What are they talking about?" <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> That's right. Ashley will say, "Stay tuned for the next episode of Gate World to find out more." Jeez. How about now? You've ascended to a higher plane of existence. There we go. Ever. It's on the beginning of one's journey. No, no. Omaville. You will find your way. No Omaville for me, thank you. Omaville. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, no, I want to know what uh, if how much you guys are willing to share at this point, what you have in mind for the future of the podcast. Um, we talked a little bit at the top of the show about it maybe being less Stargate-y. We've, we've podcasted less frequently since the show went off the air because there's not much Stargate to talk about. Uh, are you guys thinking other science fiction properties? Well, or broader, broader issues in science fiction was probably the original thing that we were talking about. We're going to pose a subject, and then she and I are going to tear into it like a couple of dogs battling for dominance, um, more or less. So that's, that's, I think, where we're going with it. We, we have a general list of uh, discussions um, that, that we were tinkering around with that I think we're going to bring in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you're going to, I think you're going to find the, um, I think you're going to find more sides getting addressed in future episodes. I mean, Darren and I are kind of, you know, we're kind of similar, you know, kind of sometimes a little white bread mayonnaise. And I think Diana's going to bring in some spice and you know, shake it up <laughs> a little bit. And I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to work to hold my ground a little bit more. So, but at the same time, you know, at the end of the day, the uh, the coyote and the and the sheepdog, uh, kind of after the end of the conversation, will go. Well, that was fun. See you tomorrow. <laughs> so yeah, a little Dijon mustard to go with that mayonnaise there. Absolutely. <laughs> but I mean, there is uh, there's a lot of wonderful broader themes in the genre where we can use uh, in each podcast. We can use Stargate as a springboard to bring us into some of the larger issues and to pull in some of the other shows that are currently on the air, other fan favorites from the past, what's coming in the future in the genre, whether it's television or film or even books. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot we can do. We're also hoping to get on some, you know, some other guests also to talk to a little more science, hopefully some of the Fandemonium novelists that are working on novels now for Atlantis and for SG-1 and you know, whatever else we can find. Maybe Diane Turnshuk can come back. Yeah, did she, like, fall into one of her black holes or something? I mean, I haven't seen or heard from this woman in ages. Diane is super busy with a phenomenal oh. new position. Um, Good for her. Yeah, you know, she uh, she's heavily involved in astronomy. She's heavily involved in the sciences. Um, she's doing a lot of things. And, yes, she has somewhat dropped off the face of the planet. But she's still out there on the edges, and we can drag her back in, definitely. Good. You know, in re- in doing the rewatch, you know, especially with Tammy and her husband, just going through and seeing some of these episodes, I also want to do podcasts that are that are episode centric, like for instance, Korai and discussing oh, a, yeah. a prisoner of prisoner of war, mm. you know, and and the 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 issues that were that were that were discussed in that episode, for instance, you know, is just so intense, and I think. It's still very contemporary, so you know things like that. I would like to do. I would like to do episode-centric uh, discussions, yep. so where we just, we just, we just, you know, kind of, kind of go around the topics that they that they put forth, and mm. you know, any ideas that we come up with along the way that uh, maybe the episode didn't consider that you know, hey, they didn't think of this, but look at they made me think of this, you know, so. Yeah, in yeah. fact, it would be great for listeners to send in suggestions for episodes and themes. Uh, for instance, um, the whole thing in Heroes about loss and about what it means to serve your country, your nation, your world, your galaxy, and sacrifice. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of possibilities out there, so it would be good to get some feedback on what they'd like to listen to. There you go. 
cool. So if you want to contribute to the show via audio, you can always give us a ring at area code 951-262-1647. You can leave us a voicemail, day or night. For the time being, continue to send your podcast messages to webmaster at gateworld.net. We'll be releasing a new uh, email address in the next few weeks here for you to use. Anything else before we let you go? Not from here. I just want to go watch another episode of Stargate. (laughs) (laughs) Darren? (sighs) Oh, I just have a long road to hoe. I have a lot of words to write to get this thesis done. No, Uh, a lot of words to rewrite. To write and then to rewrite and then to rewrite again, yeah. That is the question. I'm very excited, though. I'm very excited about um, about having Diana on the podcast and having the podcast move forward. Uh, it's it's definitely uh, it's going to be fun to listen to and it's a real blessing to me to get to step away and do other things and have the show keep going so thank you, you well thank you for trusting me I the two of you have become really good friends and I'm very grateful to know both of you so thank you grateful to have you here indeed have fun next time guys I'll be listening alright okay Darren take care from Gate World, this is David. This is Diana. And this is Darren. And we'll see you next time on the Gate World Podcast. <laughs>